Gunline, Gunline, Gunline. What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Lopez, here with my boy, Lee Hunt. Hope everybody's having a good one because it's about to get hot today. If it's the winter time where you at, no, it's actually summer. What the fuck's wrong with me, man? I, I think I'm, I'm still fucked with the COVID. How you doing out there today, brother? Good, man. Hey, y'all know what it is, man. My name is Shake Zula, the Mike Ruler, the old schooler. If you want to trip, I'll bring it to you. All right, <laughs> calm down, Master Shake. Oh, wait, that was Frylock, right? Or was that Hell Shake? Yeah. Wait, who was that? No, that's uh, that's that, Master Shake. That is Master Shake, right? Too easy. All right, I'm trying yeah. to pull up some shit here, see if I can get this shit to work. On Uh-oh. Shit. Stay on this page. Stay on this page. All right. I was, oh, there we go. Oh, my boy Miller's on here. He said he's excited about this one. Nice. All right. So, anyways, um, and I'm usually, you know, we usually have like not a script, but an outline of what we're going to discuss and shit. But we already know who the fuck Lee Hunt is. And if you don't know, then you could go back to the other fucking podcast and find out who he is and what he's about. But today, gun line, go on and pop a squat because it's going to get hot for show. Um, more than likely, we're going to dive into a couple of things that, uh, you know, are going on around the world at this time. You know, COVID-19, uh, statues being torn down, uh, uh, innocent man getting killed on fucking TV, and then, you know, some outrage that happened over it, and just a, a few things that we're going to discuss. How's that sound? Man, it's perfect, man. I got a lot to say. And Everybody better, hey, buckle up, because y'all can learn a lot from a dummy. <laughs> Mm, I don't know about all that, Chief. <laughs> so what's good, man? Uh, tell me about your last week. How you been? Oh, man, this last week has been crazy, man. It's like uh, been real active on social media. I know some of the your listeners, they know who I am, and some of them may not know who I am. They, they, may, they may have heard the angry black man. Well, this is who the fuck the angry black man is, right? For those that don't know who the fuck I am. Well, time out. Let me pop right, right there real quick, though. Um, a lot of people were appreciative of the last angry black man moment that we had produced by Spike Lee Hunt. Yeah. It was definitely a good one. It helped break a little bit of the fucking, um, the thickness of the air. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. but yeah, with that being said, thank you. Yes, this is our very own Spike Lee Hunt. My bad. Yeah, brother. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, man. It's like crazy. People like actually like flip out when they, they find out I listen to country and I know some country songs. They're like, what the fuck? I'm like, yeah, man. Just because you think I'm militant don't mean I'm, I'm, I'm from Texas, baby. Of course I'm going to listen to country, man. Like, right. What the fuck? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's right. Like, it's what it is. So, yeah, man, tell, tell us, um, let's just jump right into it, brother. Well, you know, what's on your mind? Man, there's a lot that's on my mind, right? So we all know what's going on, right? Uh, for those that, like I said, that don't follow me or that don't know who I am, man, I'm going to just jump right into it. So a couple of days ago. I had did a live video and the main message was like, if you, my brother, right. You say you, my brother, mm -hmm. and we bonded over war. We deployed a couple of times together. And here's the deal. There's been times where like people have needed me to go to the smoke pit with them. They uh, hit me up. Hey man, you come to my room real quick. I just got to talk to you, whatever. Boom, boom, boom. And guess what? I'm human. I'm the same thing, man. I've had shit going on in my life. Right. While we were deployed, I'm like, man, I just need somebody to listen to me. Right. Right. So motherfuckers would listen to me and my problems and vice versa while we were deployed. But it's like now, it's like, why are we fighting amongst each other, right? If you were my brother then and you listened to me and you knew it is like, yo, I was hurting. Like, this is hurting this man. You listen to me, man. You stayed up the whole night talking to me. I stayed up the whole night talking to you, whatever, right? right. Making sure you was good. 
So now that we stateside, and I'm telling you, this shit is hurting me. Like the shit that happened with George Floyd is hurting me. The shit that happened with Tremere Rice is hurting me. It's making me think about what happened with Emmett Till. I wasn't alive for Emmett Till, but I know what happened with Emmett Till. 99 so, years ago. Who's Emmett fucking Till? In Black Wall Street. Like this shit is hurting. So like if y'all see me venting, don't think I'm fucking racist. I'm fucking hurting. You called me your brother one point in time. You need to stand by me. Stand by your brother right now so I can vent and you can know why I'm hurting instead right. of jumping to conclusions and you thinking I'm racist. Like, that's the stupidest shit in the fucking world. And I got how people don't want to hear this shit now because everybody's tired of it. But the fact that we didn't want to hear this shit for years is why shit is going on now in the streets. You know what I'm saying, brother? Like you said, man, we just got through looking at Dave Chappelle shit, right? Mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle said it best, man. The streets are tired, man, of the shit that's going on. Right. Eight minutes and 46 seconds. This man was calling out to his dead mother. Yep. His mother had passed away two years ago. And calling out to her, man, how how could that not fuck you up in the head? Oh, of course. It's just crazy, man. You know, I don't understand why people are, are so fucking pissed because people want to bring race up in the shit. Yeah, it has to be brought up. We've been ignoring this shit for too fucking long. So now the shit keeps boiling, is boiling, boiling, boiling up. And now you get to the point to where our generation, right, we still kind of level-headed. Our generation is still kind of level-headed. <laughs> but these new these new jokers, they're not level-headed. They don't want to listen to shit. They want to go out there and just fuck shit up right. until their voices are heard. Because the marching didn't do shit. Killed Martin Luther King. He was nonviolent. You killed him. You killed Malcolm X. And here's the crazy thing, right? Until Malcolm X was uh, exiled by the Nation of Islam, he was on some militant shit. But as soon as he got exiled, he dialed that shit back. Malcolm X went to Malcolm, uh, Mecca, and what did he see? He saw white Muslims, black mm-hmm. Muslims, uh, a- of course, they're Arabs, you know, it's all type of Muslims, Asian Muslims. And that made him realize, hey, listen, it's not so much about black versus white. It's about right versus wrong. And he believed in his religion. So he was trying to get everybody to come to that shit. Right. But it doesn't fucking matter. I'm telling you, man, I'm just so stressful. It's like, I know I'm scatterbrained right now, man. No, you're I good. got a lot I want to say. You're good. And but you know, like- this is the platform for that, Hunt. This is the platform for it where, you know, we ain't got no time limit. You know what I'm saying? We got nothing but time. Let's just go ahead and sit back and relax and uh and just have a brew with me. You know, just shoot the shit like we did on the gun line, baby. You know, oh, yeah, man. on the oh, gun yeah. line, everything was fucking open to be discussed. You know what I'm saying? No fucking, yeah. no, no fucking finger pointing. And if somebody got offended, too bad, so fucking sad, get the fuck out of the gun line then. You know what I mean? So you yeah. did bring up an interesting point, though. And um, I'm glad that you went there with this. Um, as far as the, uh, the, the black leadership went mm-hmm. back then, all right? Well, who do you have at this time that could actually step up? Okay, so once again, let me make this perfectly clear right now. Lee Michael Hunt is only speaking for Lee Michael Hunt, <laughs> right? I'm not trying to be like that fucking cunt Candace Owens and think she's speaking for all the black community. You know what I'm saying? Fuck that cunt. But fucking, <laughs> all right, I don't Chappelle. think there is anybody. Yeah, I don't think there is a strong black leader in the community. I don't, like, I. here's the deal. I'm not, I'm not going to bash black people and i'm not saying that's what you're trying to do right i know what you think that's it but um i just think that like certain 
people that are in the quote unquote leadership role, they need to be stepping up a lot more than what they're doing. Let me say, let I me will. say something real quick too. Full disclosure, I had a list of questions that I sent Hunt that came from me because I genuinely, you know, are questions that I had. You know, so these are not any fucking gotcha questions. This is not something that's coming that I'm throwing it as a curveball to him. This is shit that I, I discussed yeah. with him as well. So the only thing that's different is we're doing it a fucking week early. We were supposed to do it Juneteenth, but you know what? Hell yeah. I mean, we'll talk about the idiot that's doing something during that fucking time as well. Yeah, that fucking ass hat. But so, yeah, I don't think there I don't I think there needs to be one. And like I said, I'm not gonna talk bad about the 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 ones that everybody know right now but i think that honestly i think they're doing it for publicity like i don't think there's that figurehead and what we do need in my opinion once again lee marco hunt does not speak for the whole black community we need a strong leader like malcolm x was that's what we need i don't see one being here today that but if we had one i think that the black community could rally behind him because there's so much shit, man. Like if we had a strong leader to come out and say, listen, guess what? Y'all need to stop sending your boys and your girls to these D one schools and go send them to HBCUs. How fast you think shit's going to change then? Cause let's face it, man, all these D one schools, they getting money off of these kids, right? So what's going to happen when them HBCUs get them five-star recruits? All the attention is going to be on them uh, HBCUs. Alabama ain't finna have no money like that. So Florida ain't finna have no money like that. Texas we, ain't gonna have no money like that. So Miller um said that their motives aren't pure. Their motives aren't pure. Who like the the leadership? Pure? Like yeah, you're right. Nobody's motive. If Miller is like Miller's right, I, I I don't think a lot of people's motives are pure. But guess what? Guess who else's motives ain't pure? That fucking ass hat in the fucking White House. We're not, not even touching him. on him yet. All them fucking people in Congress, their motives ain't pure. All right, so let's pump the brakes on that for one second. Because the the racism, the discrimination, and the police brutality has been going on way before we had this motherfucker in the White House at this time. Yeah. So, I mean, we're going to deviate into going on to him when it, it's not even uh, it's not even at his level yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So let, let, let's pump the brakes a bit on that. What do you think about Killer Mike? maybe stepping up for the black community and speaking. I think Killer Mike is doing, he had the right message a year ago. I wish that more people would kind of listen to him. I wish he would get a lot of more attention than like certain people are getting. Like, you know, there are like two prominent figureheads that get a lot of attention, right? In the black community. There are two prominent figureheads that get a lot of attention. I oh, wish that man. Killer Mike would get attention like that. Because Killer Mike said it best last year to Candace Owens and T.I. It's like, y'all are arguing over whose master is the best. But Killer Mike has a good message. He just, I'm, I'm not ignoring you. I'm reply, I'm responding to somebody right now regarding oh, yeah, this. I just think that, like, you know, a lot of the older people are stuck in their ways. And they want to just circle around what they're used to. You know what I mean? And when I say what they're used to is... Two prominent figureheads that used to speak up a lot in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. All right. So I don't, I I think that the younger people need to take more of an interest in, like you said, like a killer Mike. 
We may have somebody that's going to join us at this time, just to let you know. Oh, man. Who I think it is? No, not him. Oh, man. (laughs) No, no, it ain't going to get like that now. But, um, shit. But it is, uh, Miller would like to join into this conversation. Now, I don't know. I don't know if you ever heard the shoot the shit I did with him. But um, I, I don't know what I can share or can't share about him, but I'll let him share on his own. I'm about to send him the invite, man, because he wants to jump in on this. By the way, you're muted for some reason. So give me one second. Um, and I just to inform you, I mean, I don't know if you can see the Facebook on your end, uh, but he says uh, Killer Mike, he likes Killer Mike and his messages. So... But keep on going, man. What else you got for us? I mean, oh, this is how I feel about like as far as kids, like I think that like a lot of the young people need to start rallying around him because like you're gonna have this. Uh, you have the old generation that, that this once again, man. This is just Lee Michael Hunt's opinion, right? right. I think that a lot of the old generation they kind of rally around some of the old leadership, but okay. you do need that new leadership. I think Killer Mike can be a strong voice. With the new generation coming up. Well, so who do you think? I mean, well, you know what? Let, let me give you a little bit of background on how I used to feel about things. All right. Uh, for example, um, I'll shoot you an example. The Black Lives Matter movement. Mm-hmm. Okay. When they first came out back in the day, um, I don't want to say back in the day like it was a long time ago, but, you know, they came out, what, after the whole uh, hands up, don't shoot shit? Uh, it was at, it was actually at the Trayvon Martin. That's when it okay. that's when it first first started. Okay, so I was uh, really anti that shit because they were very. Not want they were just very uh, kill motherfuckers, kill cops, kill this, kill that. Oh, I mean, there was that protest, you know, fry them like bacon. So, I mean, uh, you're talking about the one in Dallas, right? That dude in Dallas. I'm not well, talking about specifically deal. him, but it was the black it was the Black Lives Movement that was leading that fucking uh, that march where they were saying, you know, they were saying something along the lines of killing cops. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that right there was a complete turnoff. You know what I mean? And I jumped on the whole bandwagon of you know all lives matter and whatnot. You know, and I'll, I'll tell you this much: I have changed my mind on it. And as far as that goes, it's because since the protesting was going on out there, um, there were some other antagonizing motherfuckers that were trying to be out there and, and doing shit in the name of Black Lives Matters. And, and the real folks that are from Black Lives Matter were stopping that shit because they were like, look, you know what? You might be fucking putting BLM up on these goddamn walls, but you're going to run away. You ain't black, so you ain't got to deal with it afterwards. I can't take my skin off and you know and run away like you do. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So the fact and that that's they, what's crazy. Mm-hmm. A lot of people didn't realize that that there were other antagonists that were doing that shit and claiming to be Black Lives Matter, but the narrative was it's just Black Lives Matter doing this shit. They're a whole bunch of thugs. When it's like, no, nah, it's just it's not them. Like a lot of people with the movement, they understood the bigger picture, man. Right. So I mean, and that's where I stand at with now. Um, what I don't agree with, and I think me and you have had conversations about this, is uh, the rioting and the looting. Mm-hmm. Now, I will tell you this. I did come to a realization that rioting and looting are two different things. Mm-hmm. All right. So 
I'm all about standing your ground. If you got shit against the cops, against that system, go on. You know, express your fucking thoughts. Express your fucking feelings. If you got to tear some shit up, tear some shit up. Okay. Now, where I disagreed with was going into fucking shops, breaking fucking windows, and taking shit. Because honestly, let's mm-hmm. be real. That's not doing shit for nobody. It's making motherfuckers in that neighborhood lose their jobs. It's making corporations and shops go out of business. And the shop, I mean, if we're talking about big corporations, like, for example, Target, um, that shit's insured. So the one that's getting hurt is the fucking consumer and the employee. So that's why I, that one right there, it kind of shied me away. But again, I can understand the frustration that has led to it because like you have said, peaceful marching has been done. Nothing, you know, it, no, nothing was the results. Right. And, mm-hmm. but then again, if you think about the riots, the riots back in 92, they didn't solve shit either, though. Back in L.A. They didn't. They didn't. And here's the deal. Like, I'm not going to go too deep into it because, you know, fraternity secrets are fraternity secrets. <laughs> but what were we always taught in school? We taught, We were taught that what kicked off the Revolutionary War was the Boston Tea Party. So what happened with the Boston Tea Party? What did, what, did, what did the colonizers do? All right, so as far as the Boston Tea Party goes, we'll go with what yeah, history taught us. Talk with fraternity secrets or fraternity secrets. Right. So right. What, what history taught us was, you know, yeah, they went out to the boats and they fucking, uh, they ended did up. Did they own the boats? No. Did they own those boats? No, who's were they? Did they own the property of, that was on those boats? No, but who's were they? They were Britons. Okay, so who are they writing against? Let me ask you this. So does it matter because it was Britons? Was that their property? Um, it, it kind of does matter because if you think about it, oh, we got our, our person coming in. I think it does matter, though, because they were rioting. They were protesting and rioting about... Because of what? Because taxes, of, right? Yeah. Some bullshit taxes. Right. Bullshit taxes. So you mean to tell me... I don't give a fuck if this was... Not, I don't care if this was Britain shit or not. But you mean to tell me... It was okay to kick off a whole war for fucking taxes. It was okay for you to throw fucking tea into the ocean for taxes and kick off a fucking war. Okay. But when you got young jokers today mm-hmm. that are tired, sick and tired of seeing a, a Breonna Taylor getting murdered mm-hmm. because of a no-knock warrant, you got people that are tired of seeing a Tremere Rice mm-hmm. that the cops don't even got the balls to come out the car for and murder him. You got people, I can't remember her name, the young woman up in Fort Worth, Texas, who was playing Fortnite with her nephew and heard some shit going outside her house, ran and got her gun. Cop didn't even announce himself, and he killed her, shot her through the window right. and killed her. So it's okay to do this bullshit for Texas. But when you got young jokers right now, that's like, hey, enough's enough. We're going to fuck up some shit. We're okay. going to start our own revolution. So with if that y'all don't said. Fuck, stop it. We're going to fucking take care of it. So with that being said, I'd like to welcome our guest, Joseph Miller. How you doing today, brother? I'm all right. Can y'all hear me? Are we here? You hear him, Hunt? Yeah. All right. Hey, Hunt, Hunt, Miller, hey, Miller, uh, Miller, hey thanks for letting me in, guys. Uh, y'all continue the conversation. I'll just jump in, man. I'm uh, burning with passion, man. And I, I really feel some kind of weight about a lot of things that's going on. I'm going to try to censor my speech because I'm still active duty. 
uh, and I'm in a leader position, but uh, I'm real fired up about this, and my troops are too. So please continue. So um, oh, I believe you, man. I believe you. Let me let me just uh, no, let, let me just yeah, interject real quick, just to answer your uh, about the the rioting that we were shown in history as far as the fucking Boston Tea Party. All right. And this kind of boils down to one thing that I was talking with Miller a couple of days ago. It's going against the institution. They were writing against the institution, which was Britain back then, right? They were the ones putting up mm-hmm. the taxes. So those were those that was those were their ships. Those were their tea. So it's not like they went and fucking rioted and hit every other motherfucking ship or every every other boat in the harbor. They went to a specific one, which you and I know the real meaning behind all that. However, comma history purposes, they only hit that ship. Do you see what I'm saying? So can you right? see the difference there, though? Can you see the differences there, though? Yeah, you said the institution. Right. Institution, right? Right. Man, I think I lost. You said they did that because of the institution, right? Right, which would have been Britain. So so what do a lot of young black people see as the institution today? Systematic racism is the institution today. So we are fighting back the way we know how against this institution. Yeah, I got it. It sucks. I don't want mom and pop stores to be burnt down. That's fucked up. They need to, everybody needs to leave mom and pop stores alone. These corporations, fuck them. I don't care about them. Because guess what's going to happen? These corporations start losing money. Then everybody that they're backing in Washington, Washington and they're sending money to, they're going to stop sending that money over there. But now, they're Washington, insured. They're insured. They're not losing money. They're going to get tired. Here's the deal. They're going to get tired of their shit getting burnt down. Yeah, they're insured. But guess what's going to happen? All those corporations are going to go ahead and be like, hey, listen, uh, Senator fucking Joe Snuffy, I'm sending money to you for what? You need to do something about this shit. Like, if you need to make some kind of laws, and I got it. You can't make laws for somebody's personality. I got that. But there's going to be something that these senators and these representatives can do to show face and to help calm some of this shit down. What you got, Miller? So I, I was signaling my daughter to, to get oh. out. She's going to get out. Hey, so so I agree with you, Hunt, for the most part. Uh, I'm not a crazy fan of the uh, mom and pop stores because, you know, a lot of them work hard. Corporations, institutions. I'm with it. I, mean, I just learned today about uh, police brutality bonds. Uh, uh, even that's crazy, man. It's, it's, Wall Street is making money of every settlement that has happened. When these cities uh, get sued and they got to pay 70, 80 millions and they borrow money from the banks and, and are paying 18, 20 million, sometimes more than that. Everybody's eating off us, man. I think enough is enough. Man, the system is so corrupt. I'm for tearing this joker down. I just don't want my innocent people getting injured. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And I know a lot of people that, uh, you know, Lopez's listeners, they're going to be like, well, you know, <laughs> well, like I said, brother, I'm retired. I can say this shit, right? <laughs> they're going to be like, well, two angry black men want to say this, that, and third. Look at them. They're doing this. No. It is bigger than Nino Brown, man, because the shit's been going on for too fucking long. It's not even been 100 years. You can go back and look at pictures of where people are gathered around somebody burning, a group of people gathered around burning of a black man. You can go back to the 60s where... They had to have the National Guard walk a black child to school. This is the stuff that people don't understand. People are tired of this shit. Put up for it for too fucking long. Now, here's the deal. And I, I know I'm not getting off. Everybody, all these 
fucking Trump supporters say they wanted Trump in office because he was going to shake up the system and he was going to tear down the establishment and it was he wasn't going to do business as as usual. But guess what? This shit was the catalyst. I hate it had to happen, but George Floyd was the catalyst to really shake up America and stop it from being business as fucking usual. You, America had its chance to fucking listen when Mike Brown got murdered, when Trayvon Martin got murdered, Tremere Rice got murdered, Philando Castile got murdered. An innocent man doing the right fucking thing after the cops told him. Like, after he told the cops, yes, I'm a card carrying, you know, I have my license to carry. The cop asked him to show it to him and still got murdered. You had your opportunity. Don't get mad because people are frustrated and their frustrations have finally boiled the fuck over. You had to turn, you had your opportunity to listen and you refused to do it for years. So you were, in essence, responsible for this shit, really. America, plain and simple. You had your opportunity to, to, to fucking listen so when everything was peaceful. Let me ask you something, Hunt. What's the end state? The end state, which I hope is the end state, is that more minorities, just not black people, but minorities in these cities are going to start running for city council. They're going to start running for a state office. I'm hoping this wakes up everybody and for them to realize business as usual is fucking done. Because I got it. You can march, you can protest, you can do all this shit, what, and I'm for that shit. But at the end of the day, we need people in there to make laws. We need people in there to make these city ordinances. We need people in there to make these state laws. Okay. So, Miller, I got a question for you. I believe you agree with that as well. How do we Absolutely. get there? How do we what? How do we get there? Hey, hey so I, I think it's uh, a more than just a black problem. Because just like in the civil rights, nothing changed when it was just the black people fighting against the system. Amen. The country needs to wake up, and I think we are awakening up as a country and realize that it's not just a black issue or, or <clears throat> that we're facing it. We can't solve this by ourselves. Now, I do agree and believe that once we get united, uh, we can accomplish some things uh, in this country. But now I'm saying that the majority of people, the white people and the other races, are joining with us and fighting. And that's why I think it starts, and that's how I think we're, we're starting to move forward. And I think that's the beginning of it. Two, um, hey, not just people who look black uh, running for offices just because they're dark-skinned, but people who think black and believe black and, and, and want to see black people advance as a culture and not just uh, another Uncle Tom, if you will. So where does that begin, though? I think it begins now. No, where? I, I think it starts. Where does it begin? I think, I think there's been a movement, and it's large enough, see, I think two is perfect time. See, it's election year, so I think a lot of people are listening. I think the Democrats are in trouble and they're paying for the black vote. So hopefully, hopefully, out of this, we have someone who uh, will represent us and, and give us what we need. Now, I agree with, with that. one. We need to get on the unified page and get a uh, a black agenda, if you will, and push that black agenda and have people to represent us. But, where, but I think you're starting now. So my question is, though, is where does it begin? I mean, who does it begin with and where? It should begin in the household, right? It begins at home by teaching our children that, you know, there's more to life than fucking dribbling the ball, catching the ball. I saw Hunt was talking about this as far as, like, you know, we we tend to fucking um, 
glamorize rappers, singers, but we don't do that for scientists, for instrument players, for orchestra maestros, you know? Why can't that be done as well? So, you know, I think it, 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 becomes, it begins at the home is where I'm getting at. So it, become, it begins with us teaching our kids that. Go ahead, huh? you, hey, like, you got hey, something uh, to say. Yeah, go ahead, huh? my bad. No, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Miller. Hey, I agree with it begins in the home, but hey, hey look, look, man. You're right, it begins in the home, but man, when so many homes are broken, man, so many homes are, are torn apart and the families don't really exist, sometimes the only glimmer of hope that we do see is somebody dribbling a basketball, right. man, and that becomes our way out. Sometimes we don't even see that, man. I thank God that dribbling the basketball is a positive influence, but sometimes we see the dope dealers in the nice cars with the women, and we thinking, man, the way I'm living can't be life. So so anything is a glimmer of hope. So, yes, does it begin in the home? I agree it begins in the home, but, man, there's not enough positive images and I think even the media plays a part in that because it seems like every time there is a positive image that's out there, it gets shut down or something magically happens to those people to where they're no longer in the media in the forefront to, to show people that there is something out there more than driven in the basketball right. or spit some lyrics over with some hot beat. Right. And that's how I feel. Hot? Yeah, uh, 100%. I mean, I'm going to go deeper, man, with it. And I, like, I don't think I'm trying to go off on it a little bit, but he's, you know, you know, Miller, you're absolutely right. But here's the deal, though. I think it's been something that's been conditionalized and it hasn't been broken yet. That generational curse needs to be broken. And the generational curse started with the Willie Lynch leader, in my opinion. Once again, I do not speak for Black America. I speak for Lee Michael Hunt. It's just, I, it is, it has a lot to do with it. But also, we, as Black people, we have to fucking break this generational curse. So like you said, like it's either gonna be the the, the dope dealers is gonna inspire somebody, or it's gonna be the um, the ball players. Like I grew up a nerd. Like I'm still I'm 37 years old, man. I'm still in the Dragon Ball Z. Uh, Lopez hit me up early, and I was playing Dragon Ball Z, and I was like, hey man, listen, I'm playing Dragon Ball Z, right? So growing up as a kid, I, that was like shun. So we have to reconditionalize ourselves to think like you know what, it's it's okay to to not fit the norm. It's okay to be different. You know, as long as you have a positive outlook. We have to change ourselves, man. Because the media, we don't have control of the media. We don't. You know what I'm saying? We have to, we, it's like, we ha it does kind of start in the home. And unfortunately, if you really go back and think, what, what did J. Edgar Hoover say? J. Edgar Hoover said that the biggest threat to America was the black family. Yes. So even back then, man, he was like, nah, we got to destroy this shit. And this was during the, the height of the civil rights activists, act, uh, activists. You know, he understood that, you know, if these black people get their shit together, it's going to be a threat to America. But see, so, I, I want to go back to another thing then. Um, I hear a lot about uh, broken homes. I think that's a really big one right there. You know, home is your, you know, it's where you learn everything, right? So a lot of, uh, a lot of children come from uh, these single family households predominantly just feed, uh the mothers raise them i i'm not a product of that so i can't speak on it but um what what is it that's missing then on these these broken homes that, see I, I have a i have a weird feeling about that because you know i did grow up in a, a single well you know my grandma and grandpa were there but at the same time like it's all about you know in your mindset 
Like, I was a – matter of fact, I ain't going to get to my, my personal history, but I think it's just like it, it ultimately boils down to what you're going to do. Luckily for me, I did have a mother. My mother was a great example of a woman as a mother, as a parent. No. So I'm very proud of that, and I'm very proud of how she raised me. And the stuff that she did, like, I do that with my kids. That's how I help raise them. But I think it just boils down to that individual, man. So, so <laughs> I, I, I agree. I agree uh, for the most part that it is an individual responsibility because at some point you, you have to make a choice. And uh, and so for me, uh, what Broken Homes represent is, hey, man, I'm a first-generation father myself, so I'm charting un- uncharted territory. So so every time I correct one of my kids, I don't have an example, right? And a lot of times we, we, we do what we're taught. Sometimes we're ignorant, don't even know that what we're taught is wrong, even the mindset of ghetto people sometimes we don't realize uh, about the mindset and, and things like that uh also the broken homes what it represents is i was raised by a single woman i'm not gonna say a mother she was my aunt and and so in that, in that single home i had one mindset and as she struggled to work and bust her butt to try to pave the way it left her streets to raise us now she was there to provide financial stability somewhat but but not enough to where we can flourish. So we still weren't able to get out of the hood. So it's kind of, again, so for me, there's no yin and yang. And those okay. broken homes and those broken families, a, a lot of times what, what fathers, grandfathers, and parents pass down is if they can't pass down wealth in a financial sense, they pass down wealth in a form of knowledge okay. and perspective. So I may not be able to get the house, but let me teach you how to get your credit right. Let me teach you how to do this. Let me teach you how to conduct yourself. But when you come from a broken home, I mean, your your mentor, the person that you look up to at times is a dude that's two or three years older than you. And he don't know no better. So for me, is that, man. And uh, you're right about the black family is the threat. And I think that the social programs has been a threat, man, because these social programs that we have almost make make the woman uh, not depend on a black man and, and a husband and the government replaces that because in a lot of communities, in order for you to get food stamps and welfare, a man can't live in that house. Mm-hmm. So so even that in itself is it, teaching black women, hey, you don't need to depend on a black man. Don't worry about him. The government will be your husband right. and it keeps you dependent. Man, the system is broken, bro. Doesn't that go back to uh to who was that Johnson? Lyndon B. Johnson was it Johnson? Um, I'm not a hundred percent hundred percent sure. But yeah, I mean, and as far as, what? as far as like you know, uh, pretty much having minorities. Well, back then it would have been black folk, uh, dependent on the government. You know, uh, wasn't that that whole? Uh, well, I think that with go ahead. with with LBJ. His main thing was the civil rights. And what people really don't realize, he was kind of a Dixiecrat himself, too. LBJ was a little bit of a Dixiecrat. That motherfucker was Prior racist. To him. Huh? That motherfucker was a racist. <laughs> yeah, he was. But, like, you know, there was, there was a lot of pressure that happened, and he was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to sign the civil rights bill. So I think it's mainly because... So, uh, I am so, my Well, I mean, hey, this is the gun line, baby. All opinions are welcome. <laughs> Man, I think it was just, like I said, man, he was, a, the Dixiecrats were, they were losing power at that time. Man. The Dixiecrats were starting to phase out. A lot of the Dixiecrats were going to the Republican Party, right? And so 
he understood like, okay, I'm losing this. I'm going to lose the South. But like, if I can get these people to vote for me, I'm going to stay, the Democrats stay in part, uh, stay in power. But I know what they're doing right now. (laughs) That's what I think is happening right now. Amen. For no moment do I think Biden is truly, truly uh, uh, genuine when he says the things that he said. He knows he's losing. He knows that if he can't galvanize the black vote, there's no way possible that he'll win. Even I feel some kind of way about all the senators taking this knee with these African colors on, but I, I guess even <laughs> that's better than nothing. That was but my next question. man. They're trying, man. They're doing all that they can to get the black vote. And the problem is, man, it doesn't seem genuine. Maybe it is genuine. Maybe they're just now waking up, but it doesn't seem genuine. It seems like it's a convenience. I need something from you, so let me placate to you guys right now to get Every you, to four you, years to get you out of the neutral down. zone. Yeah. Oh, it definitely is. And I don't want to interrupt you, Lopez, but you got to think about it. Some of these motherfuckers been there for 30 plus years. Why the fuck are you just now waking up? So you mean to tell me out of 30 years, out of all the shit that you've seen in 30 years, now you want to fucking start wearing the traditional African colors? Now you want to take a lead? Where the fuck were you? Even when Colin Kaepernick first started this shit about it. And it was about police brutality. And you motherfuckers, motherfuckers try to make it a shit about the American soldiers and the flag. But no, it was, it was never about that shit. It, it was never a question of somebody's patriotism. Where the fuck were y'all when this shit, this shit could have been avoided how many years ago when a, when somebody tried to peacefully protest this shit? Police brutality. I can't remember the young man's name, but he was, and I hate to bring race up into this shit, a white man crawling on his knees, begging to the cops, don't shoot me, I'm scared, I don't know what to do. Oh, that kid in the hospital, the one that was in the, um, in the hotel room, right? Yeah, still murdered him. It's about police brutality. And I got it comes in all shapes, forms, and fashion. Everybody's a victim of it. Yes. And that's why I think, see, that's why police cars and, and police buildings and stuff is getting burnt down. It's not a black and white issue. Hey, man, if a wasp bites me, I'm killing that wasp. If a snake runs on me, I'm chopping the head off. Hey, man, and the system is represented. The way a lot of protesters are seeing it is the system that is oppressing the people and that's not holding the cops accountable is the police force. And it's unfortunate that part of the justice branch, they're the arm that has to carry things out. But that's why the people are attacking, man. We sick of this. We sick of this, man. I feel you. Even it, it was a 74 year old um, old person that got killed, white person, by the cops, and nothing happened, man. So it's like people are saying, hey, wait a minute. It's not just the black and brown people getting killed. It's the white people, too. And I think that's why you're seeing protests of, hey, the white people are tearing this country up more than I think the blacks are. People are tired of it, man. It's a system. It's a system. And something has to change. I agree. I completely fucking agree 100%. And I'm glad that um, it was brought up that it's not just the black folks that are getting fucking beaten, shot, and killed by the fucking police it seems that way because that's what fucking it brings in ratings to the fucking uh corporations that are doing the media you know what i'm saying if um it's happening to all across the board through every race just you know they know they're gonna catch more fucking flies with uh with they know they're gonna get more ratings when a black person gets fucking killed you know what i'm saying and now that here's what i was telling hunt before i think i don't know if i told you miller i can't remember a time when this fucking country was as united behind a cause as they are now with uh, George Floyd. The last time I saw this was 9-11, 
when everybody was all about, we're going to get those motherfucking Arabs. And then now this happened with George Floyd and you have all America, all racists completely agreeing that, you know, this shit was police brutality beyond. It was murder on fucking TV. Everybody's united on this. This is the moment to capture this, capitalize this on this and move forward. Now, is it far-fetched to believe that the government doesn't like the fact that we're uniting and that's the purpose that they're throwing in people in the mix between the Black Lives Matter movement to go and start burning more shit up in order to cause that divide between the races again because they enjoy seeing the fucking uh, the races hate each other? Is that just me or is that tinfoil shit? No, no I don't man, that's just tinfoil. Yeah. Yeah, you got to think about it, man. They did the shit with the Black Panther Party, man. The FBI infiltrated the Black Panther Party and helped destroy that and bring that down. I'm talking about 1960s Black Panther Party. So what makes you think that the government wouldn't do that shit now? Go ahead, Miller, anything? I thought you had to say something. No, no man, I, so I agree. Uh, I think the real threat, again, um, he brought up Lyndon about black people, strong family. Hey, that's one voice. Um Hey, the race war, I think it's really a war, um, not a race war, but a war on social economic classes. So the richest stay in power. Yes. Listen, man, hey, as I talk to my white soldiers that come from trailer parks, which is the equivalent of the hood, bro, we have the exact same mentality. Yep. The only difference is that they need sunscreen lotion and they need to reapply. <laughs> and we don't. Other than that, man, we got the same mindset, the same agendas, and we're pushing the same thing, man. So as long as there could be social economic class and we don't unite and figure out what the real problem is, uh, the rich stay rich, man, and the power stay powerful. But once we realize that what's really happening and, and how we've really been oppressed, that's when we become uh, uh, dangerous. And that's what I think is happening right now. Yep. We're starting to wake up and realize that, hey, it don't matter your skin tone as much. Now, skin tone has a lot to do with some of the things oh, and yeah. the way they're being carried out, but hey, man, it's about classism as well. I agree. Completely agree. Uh, as far as like the, it's the economic privilege. Uh, yes. Not, I don't think it's white privilege. I don't think it's black privilege. I think we all have some kind of privilege in some kind of way in some kind of aspect. Um, so uh, I see Hunt getting ready to jump on this one. Um, but <laughs> But I believe it's economic <laughs> privilege because, I mean, um, it, I'm a brown man. And if I went to go to court and um, I'd get fucked because I don't have the money for a lawyer. However, comma, I'm a brown man, but I have a fuckload of money. I can get myself a good fucking lawyer and lawyer could get me off a of fucking um, with a slap on the wrist like that drunk driver that killed all those kids. Oh, and they blame it on fucking affluenza or some shit like that. Affluenza. Yeah. Yeah. I know you're talking about. That, that motherfucking God fucking forbid I cross the motherfucking street on probation and jaywalk because my ass is getting violated and I'm going motherfucking to jail. You know what I'm saying? Can I blame that God, on being man. fucking broke? Can it be called broke Enza? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something, man. Like, I, I mean, it's fucked up, Keith. Dude, I'm loving this conversation, man. I love it because I love hearing, you know... I love, I just, I like being educated. You know what I mean? I give unfucking informed opinions. I just give what I feel, you know, Miller, you know, how, you know how I am. You know how I've been. I ain't nothing ever changed. Hunt, you know me, you know how I've been. Y'all know exactly how I am. So, oh, oh yeah. 100, baby. Always, always <laughs> shit. So can we agree then? 
the 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 biggest issue is police brutality. That's the biggest issue because you know the cops, whether they're black, white, brown, Mexican, whatever the fuck they are, they're the ones causing the motherfucking damage. So yeah, I believe it's police brutality, but I also believe so, that it's geared toward more one than the other. And I got it. You're gonna have these people that say it's. Well, statistically speaking, cops target white people more than they do black people. Well, statistically speaking, there are a shitload more white people in this country than there are black people. So, obviously, the numbers are going to be in the favor of the white people when it comes to police brutality. Okay, on that note. So, thank you. You just brought me up to one of the questions that I had for you. Is it fair to say that most of the fucking um, arrests, the reason that it reflects that it's most minorities that are arrested or, um, you know, are contact with police is what I discussed with Miller that there's more con- uh, that there's more arrests with the black folks or the brown folks is because in the cities the areas where that most of the crime occurs is in those areas that are filled with the black folks and brown folks uh, so okay so, so what, go, go ahead Mill. I'm sorry hey so when you <laughs> Hey, man, so uh, I was decent at math back in the day. And, you know, they say men lie, women lie, numbers don't. But you can skew those numbers. So I think, I feel like, yes, white people may get more contacts uh, than black people because of the pure number. However, when it comes to prosecutions, when it comes to arrests, that's where it changes that. Because, hey, I don't know too many black dudes that get a warning. I don't know right. too many black dudes that go to court and win and be it. Right. So, so, so I, I just don't see that as happening. So, yeah, the numbers, the numbers look like it's us at a higher rate or, or the contact. But yeah, man, we just don't get off, man. When it, that's that's kind of how I go for, for that one. So the point now, and then another question that has to be asked is when you talk about crimes, right? Who is more likely to get sentenced for a nonviolent? offense you know obviously it's going to be a black person that's going to be more likely to get sentenced for a non-violent offense i'm talking about drugs all right drugs is non-violent that's just one example mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it's more likely that a black man is going to get sentenced to jail for some non-violent crime so now, i got it there's still violent crimes that black people commit and they're going to get sent to jail for it. but but let, let let's let's keep on that one right there um are we saying with the both with the same shitty attorney or one with a better attorney than the other? So, so I think the attorneys have some to do with it. And other times, low, I'll be honest, man, you just don't get the chance. Like these, there's these like PTI programs and first time offender programs and things like that, that that black dudes just don't get offered. And I didn't start learning about a lot of these programs till I, got, I joined the army and a lot of my soldiers are criminals. But I'm like, yo, how did you get a charge like that and still get in the army? So oh, this right off my record. I did 40 hours of community service right. and they Damn. expunged it. They didn't call it a convention. They call it adjudication. Right. And all these little tricky terms that, that we truthfully just don't know, man. In the same vein of affluenza. Mm-hmm. Like, how in the world does something like that happen? But these things that we just don't get the opportunity to know about or the privilege to access and to utilize right. that other races do. And that goes back to the system. You know, I remember we were discussing Miller, um, as far as like one of the biggest things that, uh, that really pisses everybody off. And one of the main reasons that a lot of the rioting is not just because of the actions that the cops took. 
It's not just because of the actions that the police officers are taking against whether it's a black, white, Mexican, fucking Asian, whatever. Call it whatever the fuck you want. Uh, you know, it's the accountability that's not held upon those people. That's what I, um, we and you were discussing. It wasn't just the act, but for example, while we were discussing about George Floyd killing, getting killed with a knee on his neck and fucking, um, you know, and they only uh, charge him with third degree, I think you said, right? It's second degree right now. Oh, so they bumped it up. But yeah. look what it's had to take. So I kind of see the... I see the, the, I like the protesting. I like the fucking being angry. I love that shit. I just don't like tearing your own fucking city up. That's the only thing I'm, I'm against, man. You know, and it's good to see that these people are being held accountable for it. That's the one thing, you know, I never thought about it. And then Miller, you're the one that put that shit in my mind as far as like rioting and looting being two different things. I never thought about it that way. So anyways, continue. I love, I love the discussion, y'all. This is fucking great. Oh, we got somebody that says, um, let's see, not always true. I stayed in a white neighborhood, but still was messed with for having a nice car. His name is Dominic Robinson. So I'm going to assume um, he is of the uh, diverse um, race. You can assume that like during a sports day, he's getting picked first, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Organized sports day, Dominic. <laughs> Oh, Yo, speaking of which, I don't kind of go off the subject. No, you know how ahead, much bro. I used to hate that shit? Like, sport day comes around. First of all, I'm a skinny motherfucker anyway. Why are y'all picking me to play, like, football? Like, daddy wasn't there, man. I can't catch. Like, I don't know how to fucking drink. <laughs> don't fucking pick me for Because shit. you fast. Like, you are fast. <laughs> yeah. That's why. Look, once upon a time. Once upon a time, man. I tore my fucking quad muscle, man. This, this shit is tore completely. <laughs> It's a known fact that black folks are fast, all right? It's a known fact. Shit, man. Like, I ain't finna drop no names, but I got a homeboy. Had to run with him a couple of times. Make sure you pass that PT test. <laughs> oh, it's like Bill Burr said, man. You know, people get fired because they say that, that black folks are fast or athletic. And he's like, okay, but if I'm going to a horse race... You know, I'm not gonna bet. I'm not gonna bet on the Clydesdale. I'm gonna bet on the motherfucker <laughs> that I know is a fucking racer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Dude, shit. I love this shit. Don't pick me for sports. You're gonna be disappointed. Daddy <laughs> well, you already done told us you a nerd. So. Oh, yeah, man. Hell yeah. As soon as I get off, man, I'm playing some more Dragon Ball Z. Shit. <laughs> All right. So, oh, so you guys brought it up, man. The whole pandering of every four fucking years that the Democrats do. You know, I'm not a Republican. I'm not a motherfucking Democrat. I will t- I will say I voted for Trump. Yes, I did. Because I voted against Hillary. Yes, I did. I would not vote for that lady. I will not vote for fucking Joe Biden. And right now, the one that has my eye is Joe Jorgensen. But uh, Hunt, I know you don't believe in third parties. So, mm. well. No, it's not third parties. Listen, I got it. Hopefully... What Joe Jorgensen, Joe Jerkoff should have did was run after fucking Biden. This country, the, here's the deal. Trump getting elected was the best thing that happened for this country. Because it exposed he made America great again. <laughs> no, it exposed a lot of people. It right. exposed their true feelings. And him being elected, look what's happened, man. This country is imploding. It really fucking is. 
We are on the verge of falling by the wayside of the fucking Roman Empire. This was the best thing that happened. Because now, like we've been saying, the conversation is forefront now about the status quo needs to fucking change. So this was the best thing that happened. Can't stand Trump. That fucking Cheeto and Chief in the White House needs to go fuck somewhere. But this was the best thing that happened. Change. This is the opportunity for change to happen. I think if Hillary got got elected, it still would have been business as usual. But the way this motherfucker is, he doesn't know how he's not a politician. Well, that's, and that's, the, going that's what got him elected was him not being a politician. Because what? He wanted to go against the establishment, right? Right. He wanted to break the norms. Right. So guess what is happening now? I'm circling back. Now we are breaking the fucking norms. We're breaking the institution. We're breaking that cog on the fucking wheel. Let me let me, shit. let me put my tinfoil hat on real quick, all right? <laughs> let me put my tinfoil hat on. Let's say this fucking economic collapse was already planned out to happen. Mm-hmm. Let's say that Hillary would have been the president during the time. Do you really think the economy would be as great as it as it was with Hillary in it? And I don't even So I'm gonna go and say no. So that being said. How much worse would the economy have been with this whole fucking crisis that went down? And you saw how far the stock market went. So I'm yeah. like, yeah. So, I mean, I'm just, like I said, tenfold, baby, tenfold. Well, well, here's the deal. What people got to realize, right? So the president, he or she is going to be working off of what the last president did for the economy. So all you're doing is really just stepping into what happened. And if you don't believe me, listen, when, Bush, when Obama first got in office, he had to work with the Bush economy. That shit was that we almost seen the bottom of that motherfucker. Right. So what he had to do was build on that shit. Right. So what happened? He introduced stimulus packages. The stimulus package helped boost the economy. Now, motherfuckers didn't like that shit. And they said it was, oh, now we're going to have the Tea Party. Right. But the president works off of the economy that the last president left him president left him mm-hmm. obama left bush uh not bush but this fucking asshole a great economy and what happened was he didn't do shit everybody was just building off of what obama left okay. just like how obama had to build off of what bush left check a hole <laughs> whatever floats your boat baby i'm not an obama <laughs> lover so hey, hey so hey, hey so hey look let, let me jump in hey Please. um <laughs> What you're saying, the, the, the premise is, is right, Hunt. I agree with it. And that translates to almost every organization, every f- corporate 500 company, even in the military. Uh, you take a battery, um, and let's speak this language, that's crappy, mm-hmm. right? One and you, start, you, you, you get a great first sergeant, a great commander in there, and they start to build this battery up and up and up, and they finally get it out of the hole. But guess what time it is? The systems and everything you put in place change of command. The new dude that comes in inherits the benefits for at least the first two or three months of whatever the last person did. So it looks like, man, this new dude is fire. You don't find out until a few months in that this new dude is garbage. He was just living off the momentum that the last person built. So that's the same. It it translates because at least in these type of organizations, at least in the government organizations where it takes time for policies and things uh, to take place, you don't see results overnight of the decisions that you make. So some of it is true. Whatever the last person did for a certain period of time, that's what may be debatable for a certain period of time. 
those policies and, and that, that regime, it lives on until it's time for new uh, new policies and things to be made. With that said, when does the blaming the other fucking, the previous presidency become fucking old news? Because I know Obama blamed fucking Bush all fucking eight years for everything that was wrong. Wrong. So, oh, shut <laughs> up. I ha- I ha- I had to tell Hunt. Hunt, I had to put I had to break it down fucking Barney style, section chief style. Bro, <laughs> when you take over a fucking section and you sign for that equipment, you're responsible for that shit. There's no saying, "Oh, the chief before me that had it fucked up." Nah, you you are responsible and accountable for that shit. No. But it's so, not the so, same, so, man. It's not the same. So we could we it's could say the, the positive came from the previous it, person, but not the negative. No, no, no. One more time, say that again. So we can take the positive and say that the positive stuff came from the previous person, but not the negative. The negative I mean, is they on both the person, do, man. They do. They they both do, but but obviously, I'm not going to take credit for the crappy stuff the last command team did. <laughs> I mean, who's going to do that? But, but you look at executive orders and things like that. Even currently, certain executive orders uh, lived on until the Trump administration, until like the second year. So that's stuff that you just can't change. Uh, even the CARES Act or Obamacare, whatever you want to call it, you see how difficult it was to come in and day one and defund it and get rid of it. Right. So that lived on for a certain period of time. So the question, man, it's a complicated question. It depends on what the policy and what the rule is. Gentlemen, I hate to say this, but my fucking Zoom meeting is telling me I only have one minute left. So, um, dude, I want to get us three together again. I don't know when. I'm going to reach out to y'all, though. Is that cool? Yeah, you know, man. Uh, Say what you want to say, man. Thanks. I I loved it. I'm sorry I got one. Well, you know what? Finish up what y'all want to say. Closing thoughts, oh, Miller. Hey, look, hey, fight the power. Do 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 fight the power. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Hey, love, peace, and hair grease. Then I appreciate y'all being here. Make sure um it'll be on YouTube tomorrow. God damn it. Hey, Gunline. This is part two of the motherfucking uh the I guess you would say the meeting of the great minds, and uh we're having a great discussion on fucking diversity police brutality, and just fucking everything that's going on in the world right now. All we're missing is one white person, but unfortunately, Kowalczyk ain't here. So, and oh, Kowalczyk, Kowalczyk used to be Hunt's roommate. Yeah, so here's the deal, right? Don't let Kowalczyk fool you. If it wasn't, so one time, real quick, I know it's kind of get off. Go ahead, man. One time me and Kowalczyk went to Dallas to go catch a a baseball game as the Sox and the Rangers, right? And so we spent the night in deep. We spent the night in Dallas. We went to Deep Ellum, right? Kowalczyk was a good battle buddy, right? Because I was fucked up. But Kowalczyk, there was a young lady that came up trying to talk to Kowalczyk. Like Kowalczyk was about to get some brown sugar. Like if I wasn't <laughs> if Kowalczyk had to take care of me, Kowalczyk would have been fighting the power too. He'd have been like Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> <with> the fucking- <laughs> I'm sure he's gonna love to hear this story. Holy shit. <laughs> Oh man! Oh man! Oh, all right. Okay, <laughs> Walt. So we're back on the live on here on the Facebook. Um, hopefully people will start fucking getting it here soon. But um, yeah. Prior to it going off, I completely forgot what the fuck we were on. But Juneteenth, 
Now that yes, was sir. the that was the date I was supposed to have you originally. And there was a whole reason mm-hmm. for that. Because originally I was gonna have you on for Fourth of July weekend. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and then uh cause I mean, what better way to celebrate our nation's fucking freedoms and birthday? Ooh, what nation? Freedom. Uh-huh. See, can I finish my thought? Why you gotta fuck up my intro, hunt? <laughs> You can't let a black man into a show because they fuck it all up. Nope. See? Hell yeah. Oh, 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 oh man. <laughs> Some shit never changes, baby. Nah, but um, so what ended up happening was uh, I had an opening for Juneteenth. And, you know, that's perfect day because that's the real. Uh, well, you go ahead and tell it, Hunt. Yeah, so. The, the real Independence Day, there's only one Independence Day that I celebrate. And I know a lot of people, I can't see the comments, they're going to be like, well, fuck you, hunt. you ain't American, you, you traitorous bastard. Before you call me a traitorous bastard, are you still flying the goddamn Confederate flag? Because if you are, you can suck my dick with your mama's lips. That's number one. <laughs> number two, right? Juneteenth, man, that was when the slaves in Texas finally got the word that they were free. And so there's a huge celebration. It originally it was a Texas thing, but now it's kind of like getting more and more along a national notification, national, you know, nationally known. Right. And right. like I said before, man, there's only two holidays I celebrate a year. That's uh, Juneteenth, which is Independence Day, the real Independence Day, because uh, a lot of people that look like me were still in bondage in 1775. During the Declaration of Independence, a lot of people that look like me were still, they weren't free. And even, you know, what, we were still considered, what, three-fourths of a man after that. So the real Independence Day is June, around Juneteenth. And it says June 19th, but actually, they don't know exactly if it was like the 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th, or 19th. So they just say Juneteenth, and they do it on the 19th. That's when the whole big celebration is, man. So... But, uh, isn't there something going down that day this year as well? And, yeah, and so there's a fucking cocksucker. Hold a on. A fucking orange cocksucker. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And it's happening in a very bad area or something that happened really bad to black folk too, isn't it? Yeah, uh, 99 years ago. Tell us about 99 it. years ago uh, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, there was a, and let's call it what it was, it was another race riot that happened. So in Tulsa, Oklahoma, there was the thing called Black Wall Street. Like Wall yep. Street consists of like predominantly this town just being like black owned. You had like black doctor uh, pilots that were just black at this time too. So what happened was there was a man who was supposedly he whistled or something at uh, this white lady in a in the elevator, and that set the fucking town on fire. Because back in the day, you know, you couldn't even look at white women like that. You couldn't whistle at them, couldn't do none of that shit. But what originally happened was it was jealousy. Because you had this black town that was so predominantly self-sustaining. Like the black, that dollar? In Tulsa, Oklahoma, the dollar circulated, I believe it was three times in that community before it even left. So one dollar was circulating in that community three times before it left the community. And then, you know, you had these people that were like, you know what, fuck this shit, we're going to burn this shit down. Now, here's something else, right? I'm going to go off of off of uh, Black Wall Street. I don't know how many people know about Rosewood. Rosewood was another incident that happened in the 1920s. 
Well, once again, there was a black man who was accused of raping a white woman, but that didn't happen. Now, we know what happened because, you know, there are certain fraternal things that I'm not going to talk about, but we know what happened, right? Right, right. And because somebody was accused of doing this, Rosewood got burnt down too. And we can even go back further. And then I believe it was the 18, <laughs> 1800s with, with Seneca Village, man. This is just fucking crazy, man. Y'all gonna have me, y'all, y'all gonna think I'm conspiracy brother in a minute. But if y'all don't know Rosewood, if you never heard of Rosewood, go check out Rosewood. Do yourself a favor, go learn about Rosewood. And more importantly, go learn about Seneca Village. All right. If you don't know Seneca Village, I guarantee you heard of uh what is that park in fucking that, that park in, in New York? Central Park. If you haven't heard of Seneca Village, you've heard of Central Park. So I got right, a so question. Yeah. We touched you touched on it a little bit right here in the beginning. And um this is I guess for both of y'all, um, because you're both from the South. I mean, I don't consider Texas really the South. I consider uh South Carolina the South. I consider Georgia, Mississippi, Louisiana the South. Um Texas is just fucking Texas. Um, so but with that said, um the rebel flag, the Confederate flag. Um, there's been a lot of talk about that for the past couple of years. And now as well as the fucking the statues and monuments to the civil war, fucking, um, the civil war leaders, uh, of the South and they're being torn down. I wrote on my Facebook yesterday cause I don't have a dog in the hunt on this. I don't. So, um, it doesn't affect me cause I wasn't hit with the prejudice that some people have had with it. So how do y'all feel about it? I mean, in, in, do you think it should be something that needs to be taken away completely, do away with, as well as the fucking monuments? And um, or should they be have left be left up? Um, like you know, not war trophies per se, but like you know, as uh reminders of the fucked up times that this country went through. Hey, uh, uh, so uh, can I start this one off? Because I have to be more politically correct, and then you can do your yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, hey, when it comes to the Confederate flag and tearing down statues and destroying memorials, I, I think we have to be cautious in, in the way that we treat history and the way that we destroy things um, and the way that we respond to acts that happen during history because history is bound to repeat itself. So I, I think it's, I think we can potentially become dangerous when we start to write out uh, things that truly happen in, in history. And I, I will say that because my son now, he's heading into high school. As I moved around the country in some of the Southern states, they kind of got rid of Black History Month and they don't talk about Black history. And they kind of call it American history and use American heroes and things like that. And even during Black History Month, when they have to talk about people, they, they let them use black athletes instead of when I came up, black history was truly about the history of black people and our plight right. and, and famous black people. So I think when we start to erase history, you know, we, we're just, it's a dangerous thing that, that, that we do. Um, now, when it comes to the Confederate flag um, and then freeing the slaves, I, I feel some kind of way about it. Um, I mean, Lincoln... <laughs> even Lincoln himself, he wasn't even in charge. Uh, 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 he wasn't even a unified president or mm -hmm. even 
had authority over the South. So how can you be in charge of the North and free the slaves in the South? I mean, even that was an economic move. I mean, right. if you look at his monuments and stuff like that, he was like, yo, if, if, if he can have the slaves and let democracy uh, um, rise, he would. And, right. Or if he can, if he could do away with him, like, it was all about democracy. It really wasn't about him truly caring about the slaves. But anyway. No, um, I mean, you're right on that. You're, you're really right on that. Because it was more about him. He wanted to maintain uh, the... The union. He the wanted union. to preserve the union, you know, yeah. and um, but you know, slavery. It did. It was on the threshold, or it was on the mind. But it, he that wasn't his main goal. His main thing was all right. Let's keep this shit together. Because I mean, I was doing a little bit of research. Again, uninformed opinions. But I mean, he got to the point where he was gonna pay the fucking slave owners uh, like three hundred bucks per slave, and the motherfuckers were like, no. Because you're taking away their fucking free enterprise. You're taking away their fucking free labor. You know what I'm saying? So, but so the flag is definitely for you a no-go. Something that, or in your opinion, or you cannot answer. <laughs> no, no, I, I mean, I, I can answer like this. I grew up in Columbia, South Carolina, which just a few years ago, they just took down a Confederate flag. So, so I know what it stands for. So no matter what we say it was, really, I mean, what, what was the uh, Civil War truly about? But, uh, no matter that and how history judges it, currently today, people use it as a symbol of some stuff about, oh, this heritage is not hate. Get out of here, man. Because the, the people that wear this, and, and, and there may be a few black people. I saw some photos. There may be a few minorities who, who are uh, whose ancestors were slaves that don't truly understand what the flag stood for, and they've been brainwashed that thinks the Confederate flag is a good thing. But if you live in the deep South like I do, the majority of the people that rock that flag and support that flag ain't coming to the barbecue, though. Gotcha. <laughs> Go ahead, Hunt. What you got? Man, listen. <laughs> Who has been to Germany? Who has been to Germany? All right. Are there any statues of fucking Nazis in Germany? I don't think so. The answer is no. Right? When the fuck do we put up statues of motherfuckers that lost? Right? And that shit didn't even happen. That shit only I mean, happened in the late 1960s. That's when they started doing that shit. And it was the Dixiecrats that did that shit. The Dixiecrats are the ones that wanted to do that shit. Oh, man, did y'all lose me? No, I got you. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the Dixiecrats are the ones that want to put up the statues. Because in the 1960s, Yes, they were Democrats, but, you know, the Dixiecrats were extremely racist, too. Once again, after Linda B. Johnson signed the Civil Rights Act, the Dixiecrats, they went to be more Republican. But I don't give a damn about those statues. When the fuck do we give loser statues? When the fuck do we give loser statues? And something else, too, with these bases, yeah, rename the motherfuckers. You know how many That's like saying, like, uh, you know, Custer helped kill a lot of Indians, Native Americans, right? And yes, they finally did get his ass in the, in the end. But how would our Native American brothers and sisters feel serving in the army if they had to go to Fort Custer? Knowing what the fuck like he was about with their people. Well, on that note, I mean, with the same hate uh, that the Southern flag or the rebel flag or the stars and bars represent for certain folks, wouldn't it'd be fair if some of the Indians felt the same way about the American flag. Yeah, it would. But here's the deal. I'll go, I'll, you're right, it would be. 
Now, let me ask you this, right? When the fucking Confederacy lost, right? What were they told to do? They said, store the flags in the attics, right? So why is it out right now? Yes, it, and that goes back to what, you know, uh, you know, Miller was saying, right? It's, it's a symbol. What that two, I got that how other people say it's about heritage with them, but you're not understanding. I got, we can understand you saying it's about heritage. Right. What you don't see is the fact that when you have these motherfuckers riding around with this flag, that Confederate flag, and they calling you nigga this, nigga that, mm-hmm. and then they dragging you behind their truck with that flag, you don't see what we see. We're right. not seeing the symbolism of that. Right. And so I, you can say it's about that. You're right. And I made a point about that. I made a point about that. That, you know, just like some, you know, um, some were probably just raised generation to generation with that flag as a symbolism of the South with the bigotry taken out of it. So they don't see it as bigotry. They just see it as a symbolism of the South. And But others will use it for bigotry and racism. But even if you take the flag away, the bigot is still going to be there regardless. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it will. No, I mean, it's like, okay, I mean, where, where, where's the, and again, I, I don't have a dog in the hunt. I don't, I don't. So it doesn't affect me, but when it affects my brothers and my sisters, then, you know, I empathize. I can empathize. You know what I'm saying? I can, uh, I can understand it. Now, the only reason I ask these questions is because I can see these questions coming from other places. You see what I'm saying? These are going to be questions that other people will probably ask. And so uh, forgive me for the ignorance that it sounds like. For example, uh, there was a war with Mexico, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, how do you feel about uh, somebody who's Mexican um, in the military, maybe uh, carrying the the Mexican flag? I mean, y'all do it anyway. Man. Every time I look up, I see a Puerto Rican flag in the window. I see old Mexican flag all over the place. I, I, I think I hear more Spanish in my office than I do English. He's right, but here's the deal, right? Do those flags symbolize... Do you, can you honestly equate hatred with those flags? Well, uh, I'm sure a lot of people, I'm sure a lot of uh, white folk could, um, especially in Texas, after what happened at the Alamo. What happened? You tell me, Hunt. You the Texan. Hey, you so, mean, so, so look. I, I'm just, a lot I'm, of times, <laughs> go ahead. A lot of times there's, a lot of times there's these, these double standards. Hey, listen, you know. Maybe in a court of law, you got to have absolute proof. You say, oh, it wasn't on tape, this and that. Right. Listen, I think the majority of us truly understand uh, what the Confederate flag means. We can say heritage versus hate all we want to. Listen, I think the majority of us understand what it truly means. That's almost like going back and saying, hell, well, we should swipe the N-word and wipe it away from history and never use it. And then there's another group of people saying, well, we've kind of repurposed it and there's a new meaning now. And this is what it means to now today. It's the same thing with that Confederate flag. You can call it heritage all you want to. Right. What is it being used as and what is it repurposed as and what is it symbolizing right now today as we walk around? Listen, those people that's talking about heritage versus hate, they probably don't know 100 years back where their family lived at. Nevertheless, uh, uh, anything else that goes back further than that. Okay. And besides, heritage, yeah, 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 yeah. Your heritage is hate. Because that's what the Confederate flag stood for. The majority of the Civil War was about slavery. 
let there be no mistake, man, that, that, that it was mostly about slavery because the union in the North, I mean, basically to summarize it, it was like, hey, man, us, us union folk up North, we can't survive because you guys in the South and you, you're free, uh, you're free labor. So you got to get rid of the slaves. The South said, F you, make me get rid of them. Right. Why would I join your union when I got free, I could sell cotton to Europe and open seas all day long and I ain't getting rid of my slaves. Right. And that's really what ensued. I'm keeping my slaves so that I could keep riding on a fat hog and, and, and living good and screw everyone else. So when you talk about heritage, yes, it's about the South. It's about keeping it powerful. And how did they accomplish that? By keeping us enslaved. So when you say heritage, your heritage is filled with hate and is rooted with hate. So your heritage is hate. They're synonyms. I like that. When it comes to the I like that. Uh, good explanation, Miller. Good explanation. That's why I like talking to you. Oh, just in case you don't know, hon, he was FDC. That's why he's the more uh, better spoken of all the three of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, FDC? Yeah, because he's not. I'm a 13 problem. And I came in this motherfucking GT score, baby. <laughs> hey, hey, listen. Hey, hey, let that, hey, I tell my soldiers all the time, man, it's about working hard. Listen, my GT score sound like the year I was born, and I was not born in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the best one I done heard. Holy shit, y'all. Oh, man. Dude, I mean, these have been great topics we've hit on today. I really think they have been. Um, what else is out there that that we should discuss that isn't discussed? I oh, mean, well, one thing I'm going to bring up real quick, man, just to go back to what you said, like, right, so you have, like you said, you have the, the Mexicans, uh, you have the Puerto Ricans, the Cubans, all these other nationalities that, that show their flag, right? Mm-hmm. Here's the deal. When we're talking about the, the Confederate flag, right, what were they? What were the nationality? They were American. The nationality wasn't, the nationality wasn't Confederate. Right, they were American. Their nationality was American, mm-hmm. so they should fly the American flag. Mm-hmm. Now, those soldiers and anybody else that want to fly the flag of their nationality, I see nothing wrong with it. Nothing whatsoever, because you're display, you're letting people know this is my nationality, right? Because, like, me not knowing that you, you know, El Salvadorian, right? I can say, oh, well, this motherfucker's Guatemala. You, you know how I feel about Guatemala. Yeah, I know you love them. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm going to say, right? That's, all I'm gonna say. That's another right? topic for another day, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> Another day, I got, I got hey, after September 9th, no, after September 10th, I may be able to talk for you about this. Right on, man. I mean, I don't know. Puerto Ricans, man, I'll tell you, they need to become a state already. I'm, yeah. I'm tired of them getting all these motherfucking free goddamn citizenship shit. And, oh, I'm with you. you know, make them motherfuckers become a state. I'm just saying. That's right. I'm I can it. say that because I'm, I'm brown. <laughs> no, they need to become a state. I'm with it too. Hey, hey, listen. I love my my Puerto Rican sisters. <laughs> Brother, Straight once up. you go brown, you never turn around, huh? <laughs> uh, oh, trust me, trust me. I, hey, I ain't gonna say too much, but one's about to have me turn the smooth the fuck around, see. Well, you know how you know what they say about you know once they go black, right? I done told you already. You better watch it, yeah. little fast. Watch it. What? <laughs> Once they go black, we don't want them back. I had to throw that out there. <laughs> hey, y'all know I can't keep my mouth shut, man. I got to make some light of this shit. I mean, we got into some real deep topics and shit, which was cool, you know, but we got to shoot the shit sometimes too, you know? I mean, we, 
Look at this. And what I, that's what I love about this platform, man. I really do. We got two cats that I served with at one time that never served together but have the same fucking point of view and different articulated in different ways as well. You know, I always tell Hunt it's his fucking delivery. His delivery is off. <laughs> Angry delivery. <laughs> so what up? Like I said, man, what other topics? Like you said, other topics out there. The Dave Chappelle thing. That's a good one. That was a good one. Have we seen it? Have you seen it already, Miller? Uh, I'm not sure which one. I, I watched the 27 minute Dave Chappelle. Yeah. 846 uh, thing today. Huh? It's called 846. I don't know what it was called, but he definitely talked about that in there. Yeah. Uh, went on a rant about that. It really wasn't comedy, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it was some real points in it. And he jumped on Candace Owens a little bit too. Was that the same one? Yeah. Yes. You know, hey man, that one, uh, did y'all talk about that on air or did I miss that? We really didn't touch on that actually. We did yeah, talk so, about it. Um, you know, I, I find it unique uh, whenever they find a few um, minorities. Let's see. Let me see how to phrase this so that I don't, I don't, I don't step on it. I always find it peculiar when you you find a group of people that look like another group of people, but their views and they and their internal organs do not represent the viewpoints of the majority of people. Hmm. Um, and that's that Candace Owens. Um, it's a couple of other correspondents on Fox News. I think Juan Williams. And a lot of times you you get these people, and it's it's crazy how. Uh, media is allowing these people to speak for a whole group of people. Right. But yet, but yet, when we say that cop is racist or people start to talk about cops being racist as a whole, everyone's quick to say, wait a minute, you can't label a whole group of people based on what one person does and one person right. says, but when it comes to your Candace Owens, she's put on TV and put on social media as if she's speaking for the whole black delegation. And right. I say, man, it, it's always something when you you have that that, that happen. And uh, I know we got to love our weird cousins too, man. But good God, come on! <laughs> yeah, hey, you know what? The Hodge twins, it's my brothers. Yeah, love them cats. Can't stand them. Okay, so the Hodge twins. Miller said this shit. Miller said this shit the politically correct way. So let me first start by saying, my views are in no way, shape, form, or fashion. His views. I'm not putting my words in his mouth. All right. This is Lee Michael Hunt's views. Fuck Candace Owens. She's a fucking coon. All right? She's up there cooning around. This bitch, like, when she was 17 years old, and I probably shouldn't call her a bitch because she's a black woman, but we'll get into that later. But this heifer, when she was 17 years old, used the NAACP to her advantage to sue um, Stanford, Connecticut. I believe that's where the, the city was. But she she sued the city for, like, $37,000, right? Used the NAACP at that time. Years later, now she hates the NAACP. It's the whole fucked up organization. No, we got it. You're trying to secure the bag, Candace, but you're acting like a coon. There's better ways to do it. Hodge twins, y'all cooning it up too, brothers. Y'all need to chill the fuck out. Like, y'all not doing nothing positive. You know what, really, man? Hunt. I'm scared of you, Hunt. I'm scared of you right now. <laughs> you know that? why? At the beginning of this motherfucking podcast, you said, I'm not going to talk bad about any black people. I ain't going to yeah. say nothing about my people. God damn, if that's not talking shit, what the fuck you be saying yeah, about me? Like, like, that's what I, said. I, I hate to do it, but like, no. I don't really talk bad about him, but I got to talk bad about her. Her in particular. She's fucking, I, I got it, she's trying to chase the bag. But when you're trying to chase the bag like that, you're going to lose yourself, and you're going to lose a whole lot more than yourself in the process of chasing the bag. Let me ask y'all something, man. Let me ask y'all something. And 
um, this goes more to the Latino now, the Latino side. All right, you know we don't we don't talk about the the black folk, so I'll just talk about the brown folk now. Um, how do y'all feel about illegal immigration? Mm, uh, I, I, I know I Miller can't touch on that, and um, yeah. but Hunt, I know you can. I say, ask Native Americans how they feel about it. So, okay. I, I think that's an interesting viewpoint, Hunt. Um, I think it depends on your perspective, and a lot of times is where you are right now. Um, how do I feel like feel about illegal immigration? That's a tough one, Lopez. Um, mm-hmm. That's a real tough one. I agree. Um, I feel like we are a country of laws and orders. Uh, I, I do understand the plight of, of searching for. Hey man, I'm just going to uh, obey the orders of the president and right. office to support me. <laughs> you know what? I- I'll tell you what, man. And you know what? I get called a sellout <laughs> for shit like this. I've been called a sellout. I've been called a fucking um because of shit that I say. I'm on the fence on this one. I am because here's here's the biggest deal. All right, um. My parents came here illegally or well, they came here legally. And then like everybody else did back in the day, they just overstayed their visa and they stayed and that was it. They're illegal. Then uh, my brother was born and I was born. And we we're anchor babies. The end. But here's the issue that I have. Um, There needs to be immigration reform. In other words, uh, make it easier for motherfuckers to come here legally. Cause bullshit you not. It's about $10,000 a head. To come in here illegally. $10,000, all right? How much does it cost to become to come here legally? You know what I'm saying? To become a citizen. And then motherfuckers be complaining about, you know, their jobs are getting taken away. Ain't nobody doing the motherfucking jobs these motherfuckers are doing. So, but, I mean, yeah, I, no, I, I, have, I ain't trying to pick no scrubbers. I'll tell you right now. Hello. But you know what? I have heard other black folk saying, oh, you know, I can't get that job because those motherfucking Mexicans are getting the jobs at McDonald's. They're getting the jobs at, you know, the the less paying jobs and shit like that. So, so that, that's bullshit. Like, I, I feel for my for my Latin brothers and sisters, man. It's like I was telling some of my friends, like, okay, when that shit was going on down on the border, mm-hmm. like, listen, man, I was ready to ride. If y'all wanted to ride, we was riding. I'm riding with my Latin brothers and sisters, man, because the way they were being demonized, is that, is that where demonized the way yeah. they were being demonized in the media talking about they're just thugs and rapists and it's a caravan of people coming up listen those people are fleeing some of those areas because it's fucked up i mean you got in uh, predominantly el salvador ms-13 like people are trying to flee that shit man they don't want their sons growing up around that shit so i can understand them what is what is what are we supposed to? We are the melting pot for a reason. I thought you we were supposed to the Statue of Liberty or quote sometime about give me your your tired, you're hungry, you're weak, right? These motherfuckers are tired, they're hungry, they're weak, they're seeking a better life. And I got how it is where you talk about immigration this and immigration that coming in legally, legally. I got that. But if you were generally trying to seek asylum and fear for your life. We need to do something about it. We don't need to have these fucking Gestapo motherfuckers down there and ice on the border and shit with these fucking children that were in cages 
that shit is the wrong fucking answer. But weren't they in cages even before fucking Trump was there? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure there was like maybe one. Okay, but possibly. whether it's one, okay, if you steal a um, dollar or a million dollars, the fucking thing is you stole. So you don't justify it. Don't try to quantify it. What was done was done. So I'm just saying you try to dump it all on Trump. I'm not a Trump supporter anymore. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So I don't know. You don't know. There's fucking footage. And hold up. And Obama didn't Obama. He deported how many people? A hell of a lot more than Trump. Yes, he did. So when people talk about Obama was soft on immigration is bullshit. Now, here's the deal, right? So we're going to talk about... Let's do it. I knew I'd get you hot, baby. Going off of my people hat, right? So what was the one thing that people always criticized Obama for? And it had to do with, with, with uh, Latin America. I don't know. Fast and Furious. Oh, you mean the whole thing that he armed the Mexicans and... um, And, yeah. He did what? Where he, did what? where he supposedly armed the Mexicans. Now, remember what you just told me about. Did, like, were there children in cages prior to... Like with the Obama administration, right? And we talk about, oh, well, Trump, this is children in cages under Trump. Do you know what Operation Linebacker was? Operation Linebacker was the predecessor to Fast and the Furious. Guess what administration that was under? The fucking Bush administration. What did it do? So a lot of those fucking guns. What did it do? And a lot of that shit happened under the Bush administration. Ah, here we go. We blame the bad, but and never the good. Right? <laughs> oh, I'm saying. We just said, hey, $1 million. Exactly. No, you're right. So what was Operation <laughs> Linebacker? What what did it achieve? What did it do? It didn't do shit. It still put guns in these criminals' hands. So it, it actually went through? Yeah. Okay, so I'll have to research that because I don't know about that, so I can't speak to it. For I'm all I know, you, you, I could know be, you could be reading some shit off of Google, you know, and because it was on the internet, it's true. <laughs> off of the onion or some shit. You read the shit on the onion, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, you see that shit about Aunt Jemima getting che- uh, changed up by <laughs> Sheila? Yeah. <laughs> now I want some fucking pancakes. God damn it. Oh, you want some what? Pancakes. Oh, man. I'm getting hungry too now. Anyway, y'all, I got about three minutes left. It has, actually has a fucking timer on here. I don't know if y'all can see it. God damn it. No, I can't. All right, so at least we get to wrap it up nicely this time. So no, without a fucking uh, without rushing it. All right, fifty seconds, Lee Hunt. What you got? Let's wrap this up. Uh, the real Independence Day is coming up next week, Juneteenth. I hope everybody celebrates that, and we need to get this false narrative out that America was free and independent in seventeen seventy six. But I do love America. What it's supposed to stand for? What if um. General Campbell would have been from the South. Would you have been all right with them changing that name? Yeah, as much as I love Fort Campbell, hey, change that shit. All right, too easy. Change it to Fort Lee Hunt. Fuck it. We wanted to, no, you know what? I'm not even going to go there. All right. <laughs> and uh, Miller, one minute, baby. What you got for us? Hey, just, hey, thanks for having me on, but a uh, pleasure interacting with you. Uh, we got to get up, chop it up sometimes off camera. Lopez, thanks for letting us, uh, making this happen, man. I appreciate it. Um, you and all the viewers, man. Thanks. Hey, you know what? Um, I got my little spiel coming up as well. I guess my time's up. Um, hey, man, I really want to thank you all for fucking um, Hunt. Thanks for, you know, not minding how having Miller come on over here and uh, shoot the shit with us. This is the first time I've done a fucking shoot the shit with three people. It actually turned out pretty fucking well now that I know that there's a fucking timer up here. And, um... 
yeah, man, it was definitely good. It was definitely, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, informative, definitely informative. You know, I try to keep myself open-minded. I try to keep unbiased. I try to keep objective. So next time I'm going to have two white guys. Let's see how that goes. In the mission. Huh? In the mission. No, not yet. Not yet. I still got a little bit. I got to do, I got to do, I do got to plug some things up. Hey, real quick. I want to go ahead and plug up this one thing. It's called, um, the happy bean. I think it's called happy bean coffee. If y'all can go ahead and check that out. It's this one Marine chick who fucking, um, she's the first field artillery chick in the Marine Corps. Um, she's the first section chief and it's called a happy bean project. So what she does is, um, she gets fucking coffee to the homeless and fucking um and veterans and stuff like that. So if y'all go ahead and check that shit out, the Happy Bean Project. Another thing I want to go ahead and pimp out right now, Kowalczyk is gonna be gone out the system for a minute. So I will be writing on a midweek memo. Uh, I may need a co-host. I don't know. I'll put that out. Let's see. Uh, you know, somebody will come on in. And last but not least, make sure y'all check out Under the Net podcast. Uh, Siren Juarez will be filling in for one of the Kowalczyk spots. So with that being said. I appreciate everybody being here with me. Um, happy Juneteenth, y'all. And I'm sure I'll hit you up on the side. Listen up to that midweek memo coming up because we're going to be talking about fat bitches on the fucking walls yes. of Target and six-packed ab dudes on the fucking walls of Target. There's a big fucking discrimination against fat people. God damn it.